Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, it's really no surprise, everything is about Spider-Man, but there's also the Inhumans teaser trailer, or not really trailer, official trailer number one has dropped, and we will be talking about that. Also, we're going to have a giveaway. A giveaway? Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. We're here to bring you some news and feedback for the week. I'm not sick this week. Hooray. Yeah, we we, could, we couldn't put one together last week because Jeff got very very ill. Very ill. I actually, it was because I, I, uh, I got back to lifting last week. Uh, I got back in the gym. So I wanted to do a week of lifting before I started recording the thank you videos for our patrons. Right. And... I didn't have proper diet and nutrition going into it. So on the second day, I'm putting my body under a lot of stress doing deadlifts. And my immune system was just like, nah, I think I'll have a pass today. No thanks. And I just like got immediate massive sinus infection. And I, over the past couple of days, have just now gotten over it. So it's been, it was about a week of sinus infection that I was that I was dealing Oof, with. Man, I'm sorry, that sucks. It was rough, but, but I'm uh, glad you know, you're back. I'm I glad got you're back. A bazillion milligrams of vitamin C in me every day. I got a real strong multi to go with it, and good. You know, I'm, I'm eating properly again, and I can feel it in not only in how I feel after the lifts and whatnot, but I feel it. In uh, or I can see it in the numbers that I put up because I that's great, I did man. even better this week. That's awesome. Like much more than I thought that I would. Urgh, strong man. All look right, at, stop your flexing. Look at stop being. A, this this is a <laughs> nerdy, arm day. This is a nerdy podcast. No jock time for okay, you. Okay, my bad. Um, you know, Flash Thompson isn't even going to be a jock in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a uh, he's going to be a cyber bully to be updated with the times. Huh. Yeah, he's not going to be like a big strong jock because he's they're in a school for really smart kids, like a science and technology school. It's midtown. Right. Science so and why would school. he be? Why would a jock go there? Huh. Interesting. I didn't know. I, I didn't even realize they were in that uh, a fancy school. Yeah. The the actually the shirt from the collector core for Spider Man Homecoming is a shirt with the midtown science. Um, the midtown science high school, oh, whatever awesome. it is, logo on it. It's weird to me to think about. That's a weird, just that's a weird thing to think about. That today's kids think of cyber bullies as the real bullies. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if that's a sort of a universal of today, or if they still have the the good old jock bully types. I mean, they do still have the physical bullies, but a sure. physical bully wouldn't be present at that kind of school. Like, they, yeah, they wouldn't be smart enough to get in there. Like, right, right, right. The way that the actor uh, Tony. I forget his last name. It's like Revolori or something like that. Revolori. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, I could look it up. The internet is at my fingertips. So Flash is going to be in this movie? Yeah, Flash Thompson is. He's the future Venom normally, right? In, in comic continuity, in comics yes. continuity. But since they're planning, which let's go ahead and discuss this. In the in the in the days since Speaking we speaking of venom, I'm kind of glad we didn't cast last <laughs> week because my main topic of conversation last week was going to be the fact that they just had it come out that venom and uh, silver and black were in the MCU, but they're not. But they're not. 
Uh, so <laughs> if we had had a cast last week, it was it was Thursday. We were going to we be like, just erroneous. We were just going to have an entire like two hour conversation about something that was not true. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad that that we didn't have that conversation. Glad I got sick. It would have been a you know would have been a fun conversation to have because oh, I would yeah. love for Venom to be in this universe. So like the, Amy Pascal, who is over Sony, over right. Sony Pictures. Um, I really think that what she wants to do is to make Venom and Silver and Black, which is Silver Sable and Black uh, Black Cat. Right. They want to make those movies and make it adjacent to Spider Man, and then have eventually have Tom Holland Spider Man show up in those. Like their other movies, like sure. the, the sequels to those movies. Yeah, they would love that. But I think what they're what she's wanting to do is to have those movies be in the same universe as that Spider Man, and then that Spider Man is in the same universe as the MCU. Yeah, but they don't cross through. Like he's he's the he's the the connection point. Yeah, that's tricky though. But that's, it, it stops there from from. As a, as a continuity person, as a person who loves continuity, that doesn't work. Once you cross a character over, yep. as long as you, if, unless you're telling me outright that this is like an Elseworlds tale, right? Then that character, if if, if Venom shows up in a Spider Man movie or Tom Holland Spider Man shows up in a Venom movie, that is in the MCU as of now, right? And I don't trust Sony enough. Especially since they don't seem to have their stuff together. Like in that in that video where Amy Pascal <laughs> yeah. is telling is telling us that they're in, they're gonna they're all oh yeah they're all in the same universe. Uh, you can see Feige's face. Feige's where he's just like, face. What the hell are you talking Feige's about? Feige's face is so funny, especially when she first says it. He just goes like. He just like, freezes. He just freezes. His eyes get real big. He's like, I... We did not discuss this. How do I take this back without sounding like a jerk? <laughs> like, and he, he... I don't even think he ever says anything negative about it. He just kind of like, no. okay, I guess I'll... He says, never say never. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then, like... Well, he's, uh, he clarifies later in other interviews. He's like, we say never say never, but that's also, like, never say never that Superman won't join the MCU at right. some point. And I'm like... Which I... Uh, <laughs> I don't... I think that will happen. The crossover? Like, the JLA Avengers crossover I in the 90s? I absolutely think that'll happen. I'm sorry, in the early 2000s? In, like, 15 years. But yeah, yeah, probably. Like, like, we'll probably... once Once universes... Right now... <laughs> the idea of a combined universe is running its course, and it's like it's all the rage. Once yeah. it becomes sort of passe, and they need a new do the next big thing, like a Freddy versus Jason. Exactly, it's going to exactly be like, like that. Let's come. That's exactly it. I mean, you had Freddy universe, Jason universe. You know what? These universes, let's just slam them together. Let's just throw them together, and uh, it'll probably be like out. Marvel versus DC versus Transformers versus. <laughs> Uh, you know, whatever. It'll be Battle World versus all over Freddy again. versus Jason. Right. <laughs> you know who wins? Nobody. Apparently, there was a script going around for Freddy versus Jason versus Ash at one point. What? Like Evil Dead Ash? Yeah. Uh, oh, dude, that would have been so much better than anything else they could have done with Freddy and Jason. Only because Bruce Campbell's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the only what reason that would have like, gone it, anywhere. It would have been so good. It was like, after Freddy vs. Jason, they were like, what do we do next? And apparently there was some script batting around for Freddy vs. Jason vs. <laughs> Ash. And that sounds... It never went anywhere, obviously, but yeah. it would have been amazing. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's keep him out of our dreams and... <laughs> 
anyway, so yeah, we would have been talking about how Venom is in it, but he's not in it. But I just, I still think that they want Spider-Man to be that rotation point, like that that central. The yeah. pivot point. That's what Sony wants. I don't know that... And Feige is just like, Spider-Man is the only one from Sony that's coming into our universe. Period. Right. And... Well, he say, he doesn't say that exactly. Well, he says... I, he says that. Never he say says never. He says that Spider-Man's the only one coming into our universe. But then again, he says, never say never on those not being in the MCU. Like, the whole... Uh, just, I... They've done such a good job with uh, with the MCU in updating characters in such a way where you, you you know you take them from the comic books onto the screen and you, you have modernize to, them. You a have to bit. modernize them. You have to ch- sometimes change their origins, but they've kept the core of the characters pretty similar. Yeah, uh, at least at least the characters that had a fan base that would care. Right. Um, and I mean, even like there's some things that would have been easier to modernize or change, but they left in a talking raccoon and like a a big fighting I am Groot, Groot uh, tree. So they they've done such a good job sticking close to the canon. And I hate the idea that Spider Man, who has this great rogues gallery, oh yeah, like, especially in in Venom and like the yeah. the ancillary characters of Black Cat, Silver Sable, absolutely. Um, I think all of that. I think it's kind of stupid of it, the MCU not to welcome in the idea of using those characters. But I'll, I also know that they can't. If Sony wants to make three movies a year, Marvel can't be in creative control over all those movies. Yeah, they're already making three a year of their own. Yeah, if they're gonna tr- if, they, if they were to try to also adopt these other movies and make sure they're up to snuff, well, that's just too much. That's too much for one studio. It's also been confirmed by Tom Holland, and this is the reason. This is the reason why he cannot read the Avengers: Infinity War script. <laughs> is that he let slip? He let slip that the Spider-Man uh, movies are a planned trilogy. Yeah, that's right. Like Spider-Man: Homecoming is the first of a planned trilogy, and they were like, "Shut up! What are you doing?" <laughs> And he's like, oops, sorry, Marvel. And now they won't let him read the Infinity War script in its entirety. It's so funny that they won't let him read the Infinity War script. I think that's genius. They won't let him read, <laughs> read the Infinity War script because he has loose lips. Because like, he's bad at keeping secrets. Because, really funny. Because he's a talkative teenager. I really like the idea of this. Uh, Spider-Man, one of, the, one of our news stories here says, Spider-Man's sequel will start minutes after Avengers 4. Yeah wraps up and it will begin the second in a trilogy yeah the the next movie after avengers 4 right. in 2019 is going to be spider-man homecoming 2 or whatever the second one in the right. trilogy and according to amy pascal that that movie will as far as story pick up minutes after the closure of avengers 4 what i love about that is the symmetry of this one is apparently starting moments after Civil War. Well, yeah, not moments, but like directly after the events. Like, right. Not much after. Sure. Not long after. Not long after. Tony Stark I mean. still has his black eye. It's it, That's exactly what I mean. It's like Spider-Man returning home from a big mission. That's his homecoming. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it really is. It's him yeah. coming home from... I think that's what homecoming is about. I think like that's where... Well, homecoming is... There's a homecoming dance... It's sure. coming home to the MCU. Right. And then it's also him coming home from Germany. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think I think I think that that's the that's the probably the biggest homecoming in the thing is he's coming home from 
Yeah, he just got fighting dropped. the Avengers. He got dropped into this massive world. No pun intended with Giant Man. He got dropped in this massive <laughs> world of of heroes that are at war with each other. He doesn't even get the chance to fight any real villains. And now he's like he's dropped into this and then gets like, okay, well, we're done with you. Go home. And now he's at like street level again. And he's told, just stay low to the ground. He's like, but I did, like, I came, it was me that had the idea of how to knock out the big guy. Like, I, I helped. I can do this. And yeah. he's trying to prove himself again. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of that old movie, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Jesus, so Tony, good. how old is this kid? I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. He's on the young side. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, so, I just think Spider-Man's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm worried about what Sony's going to try to do with their, like, backdoor MCU movies. <laughs> I you don't know? know, man. I, I couldn't say. Because, like, honestly, having Tom Hardy in the MCU That's would be amazing. amazing. That's amazing. That would be such an amazing thing. Absolutely. I'm totally down. With him as Venom, sounds amazing. Problem is, if you're going to have... I always thought of Venom as Flash Thompson, who is a contemporary of Peter Parker, and having Tom Hardy and Tom Holland. Well, Venom hasn't always been. Okay. Venom was originally Eddie Brock. Okay. So and is Eddie be, Brock much older? Uh, he was sort of. He was, he was another person at the Daily Bugle. Okay. That's the thing. I've always thought of Venom as a contemporary of Spider-Man. I also feel like the whole black suit Spider-Man, symbiote Spider-Man, needs to happen first. It kind of, sort of does need to happen first. For him to make any sense. That's why Venom has a big spider on his chest. Has a big spider. (laughs) Like, that's why Venom has spider powers, because the symbiote was like, oh no, let me come back to you. That was such a great thing. And if I can't come back to you, I will eat you. Yeah, like Venom uh, ate people. So I'm—I don't know. I'm just—I'm a little nervous that they're going to try to do this Tom Hardy movie. They're jumping the gun on Venom. Don't don't pull a DC Sony. Yeah, don't (laughs) try to put your cart before your horse. I'm not not trying to make fun of DC, but what they tried to do is make their big team up movies before they established characters that we care about. We've talked Um, about that. We have we have at great length, And, and and I want to see. I want to see. I, I just want to see them make good movies and start like they're starting with the Spider-Man from scratch. Build a character, allow him to have spinoff characters. And you know, uh, you know what's really bad about that is that apparently, reportedly, the the villain of the Venom movie, since Venom is going to be the hero, <laughs> in quotes, right? Um, Which is, is is from comics, but it's like you have to. He has to be he the villain. Has a to while. get there. It, yeah, yeah. The symbiote has to come to Earth. Which, it's perfect. He's already going to be... Fighting Thanos. Fighting Thanos. Why don't you get him, get the get the freaking symbiote on his foot or something. What if... It, what, the what symbiote if just could be it? on Thanos' ship. Yeah, it could be anywhere in space. Could be in the collector's collection or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it's, it's up in space somewhere. And Doctor Strange could sling ring them literally anywhere. Yes. So you end up with a symbiote on your foot. You get home. Oh, uh, my suit's black now, but I'm really powerful. I guess I'll keep it for a little bit. Yeah. It, it could, and he uh, kept it in comics for a while that could be perfect for just after 
Avengers 4, he comes back and like, you've already got a setup. you know who Spider-Man is, you've already had him exist through Civil War, he's a young kid, he gets some experience in Homecoming, then he does two Avengers movies, and not to mention he could drop in on any of these other movies, mm-hmm. then you get a, then you're like, five movies in, you've known this Spider-Man, then he gets the black suit. Like, that's, that's what you want. You want a character who's a little bit mature, you know who he is as the red suit, red and blue Spider-Man. Spider-Man, and then that that black suit kind of infects him, you know. Yeah, and that's that's a, that's a great Empire Strikes Back. That's a that's a second in a trilogy, you know. Like you have you have yeah. you have that dark moment of him with the black suit, you know. Yep. And then you have a Venom movie. What about this? Venom, since it's Tom Hardy and he's already a good guy, Venom is in the MCU somehow. If he's connected to Spider-Man, it kind of has to be. But it's like 20 years in the future. Ooh, yeah, that could be. That would be awesome. Like Venom 20, 2029 or something like that. <laughs> where you get like... A, or 2039, I guess. Where you've got like an older Spider-Man. He's already gone through all the stuff. You bet you could almost barely connect the two. Venom could be in space. Venom could be in a completely different oh, part God. of the world. Venom could be doing completely other stuff. Even Venom Space Knight. Yeah. That would could, be so cool. He could be doing all this stuff... And have an amazing Venom movie that's loosely connected to the MCU, but it's almost like how they had the Next Generation was it was it was a TV show mm. while they were still making original series movies. But since they're a hundred years apart, it didn't really matter. You weren't like waiting to see what happened with yeah. this one. Yeah. They can be telling two different stories <clears throat> in two different time frames. But if if they just have young Tom Holland Spider Man fighting or like swinging through the background of a Venom movie and Tom Hardy's this older man, I just don't know. Unless they're just going for a totally different Venom, like well, you know, they they've said that the uh, Tom Holland Spider Man will absolutely not show up in the Venom movie. Oh really? Okay. So she said, "There's that's that. not what Amy Pascal said in the interview." <laughs> well, she was saying that they're going to be part of it, and you could see them. But Kevin Feige was like, "Absolutely not! You're not going to see him in that, um, right?" And he's not going to be in the Silver and Black movie. This either. just this is just a lot of problems. They've only made deals apparently. Marvel and Sony through two, th- three movies or something like three that. Three Spider-Man movies and three. Uh, shared appearances, one of which was Civil War, and they and they only got the two Avengers movies. So then they got this first trilogy of Spider-Man movies. Yes, I'm worried of what Sony's going to try to do. They've just just you give know, Marvel they control. Shouldn't, they shouldn't do anything because they got a freaking fantastic deal out of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I heard about this. Yeah, Disney is not getting any money from the box office sales. That's crazy of Spider-Man. Like they're they're going to recoup all of their money because they got the rights for uh, merchandise sales like toys and stuff. Yeah, they got the rights back to that in 2011, and they're oh. that's where they're going to pull all of their money from for like reimbursement or whatever, recouping the Spider Man time. They also got a pretty big um, I don't know how big, but it was an undisclosed amount of a producer fee up front that Sony paid them whenever they first brokered the deal. So they got that that. I guess cash infusion or whatever, right up front. Gotcha. So they the got paid up front instead of getting paid a right. Part they of got the box they office. got paid a smaller amount up front. They're not getting any of the box office, but they're going to get it all back in merchandise sales. 
I just I just want Tom Holland Spider Man to be able to be fluidly in all these MCU movies. Apparently, he is the best Spider Man ever. That's what all of the reviews are saying. Yep, is all the he's reviews hands are down nothing the but best Spider Man ever. He's the best Peter Parker. He's the best Spider Man. He balances it all perfectly. So with that, I want him to be Spider Man forever. Well, maybe not forever, but I want him to be Spider Man for a good long while until they can hand it off to Miles Morales. Yeah. Yeah, and we already have Miles Morales' uncle, I guess, in this yep. in yep. this movie. Yeah, which it's is been really confirmed fun. that Donald Glover is the character that is Miles Morales' uncle. Uh, he's, That's really fun. And um, apparently, Kevin Feige has said that uh, Miles Morales is in the MCU. He's out there somewhere. Like, not saying, yes, he's this, this person there, somewhere over there, whatever. He's just saying he is there somewhere. He's in the universe. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, he exists. I, I wonder if he'll. I wonder if we'll see a little boy helping this Spider-Man, <laughs> like we saw exactly, like the the backwards ret or the retconning. Yeah, we, this the week continuity they, retcon. This week they retconned the fact that in in a uh, in Iron Man two, when Iron Man uh, the, one of the bots is trying to track Iron Man and finds a little boy in an Iron Man mask and he holds up his little toy repulsor ray. Yep. And Iron Man lands and fires it at the thing. Says, "Good job, kid!" And then flies, and flies away. off. Apparently, that has been confirmed. That is a young that, Peter Parker, a young Tom Holland Spider Man. That's super fun. <laughs> It'd be great if that actor was in fact Tom Holland. <laughs> if he was the, just that the, young, the time kind of lines up. It'd be, it probably could have could have been. That would have been two thousand nine. So yeah, he would have been about eleven, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's crazy. It's awesome that they got such a young kid to do this, and that he's doing so well. Cannot wait! Cannot wait to find out more. Oh yeah, oh, all of the reviews are amazing. They're on a, as of as of uh, release, or I guess as of recording of this episode. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is tracking uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming at a solid ninety-three percent, and that is with uh, that's taking into account fifty-seven reviews, four of which are bad. Four of which are, I guess, rotten. And I looked at those four. I went and specifically read those four and was like, oh, you just don't like movies. Or, oh, you just don't like superhero movies. Because <laughs> that's really all they complain about oh, is that yeah. superhero movies are doing the same thing. And I'm like, well, it's a superhero they're movie. Being <laughs> they're they're superhero being a hero. Bro. Yeah. Uh, they're being a hero. Yeah. It frustrates me when people just get tired of a certain genre and they don't, they're not weighing it on its merits as a movie, but on its like, how, how well it fits into that genre or I don't know it's weird well I think it's mostly that they they take the genre and they're like I'm so tired of this and blah I'm like dude just give your ticket to somebody else let somebody else go review it somebody who enjoys themselves in fact actually don't even release a review because I don't want to hear your negative opinion just because you're biased against the genre like yeah. don't be biased against the genre give it give it a chance in the genre Take into account, yes, this is the genre, and then give it a review in the genre. Do you think that it all makes you feel like you shouldn't hate on DC so hard? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Don't hate on the movie just because of the group of movies it's in, you know? Oh, have you seen? Oh, no. Have you seen Wonder Woman yet? Have you seen? Uh, I have. I want to. That man. Damn have you it! Seen Suicide Squad yet? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to watch Suicide Squad. I. I actually. I 
refuse to watch Suicide Squad because I cannot stand the idea of the way that Jared Leto looks as the Joker. It's not that's not my Joker. Like yeah, that's a pretty small reason though. It's 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 a small reason, but it resonates really hard with me because he looks so stupid. I I actually didn't mind the way I, he looked. I love Jared Leto. I in did mind the way he acted. Everything. Though. I love Jared Leto in everything I've ever seen him in. But I cannot I, I that look is just so bad. Like I I grew up with Batman the Animated Series, Me which too. had a very goofy-looking Joker in it, but that's the Joker that I know. Like yeah. That Joker looks similar to Jack Nicholson Joker. That Joker looks similar yeah. to the Batman Arkham Games Joker. We can't be scared, so scared. That, but in, in fairness, though, that, that Joker... The two, the three Jokers you just mentioned are all based on each other. Yeah, the the Joker in the animated series came. The animated series w- was a direct response to the popularity of 1989 Batman. They made that show because of the movie. Yeah, and how popular it was the music's all based on the movie. Like yeah, that, that show great. is very much based on that movie. And so obviously those Jokers are going to be a little similar. And then the one, the one, the one in the Arkham games is. Literally the same character. It literally is just with, different, with the same voice actor. With a li- yeah, with, same, with a little bit more, uh, a little more grit, a little more grit to it. Just, but that's more the writing of the uh, plot. And yes, Heath Ledger's Joker is amazing. And Heath There's Ledger's a- Joker was incredible. By the way, if you guys haven't seen movies with Mikey, have you seen movies with Mikey? I haven't. It's a YouTube channel called okay. Movies with Mikey. It is my favorite YouTube channel right now. Okay. I'm about to become a Patreon because he just started a Patreon. It's just so good. Okay. Uh, it is... He, he's, he's positive about movies. Um, he is... <laughs> but... <laughs> no, no, no. That's the thing. He, do, he, 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 he never does a movie that he hates. Okay. He, he, he does these really deep dives into movies that he really loves. Okay. And they might be even like sort of controversially good or whatever, good or bad. Some people do like him. But he'll just like really focus on the things that are really beautiful about the movie. And almost every one of them makes me cry. (laughs) And it's like these weird little 15 minute reviews of a movie, but they're so well thought out and well, and well done that I almost end up crying because of the way he talks about how good movies are. That's very different from the movie review channel that I want to make. <laughs> yes, this is this is like a really... This kid works hard. I, you can tell he puts a lot of thought. He only puts out like one or every week or two. And they're always like really well done and really well thought out. But he did one for The Dark Knight. And he made the case through a lot of it that the Joker is the hero of the movie. Oh. And it's pretty compelling. <laughs> it, it's pointed out that he basically never hurts an innocent, okay. except for Rachel. Okay. Uh, which, that's the big black spot on his record in that movie. But he he basically attacks corrupt politicians, uh, corrupt politicians and other gangsters, and destroys them all. Like, he hurts other gangsters and other politicians so much in that movie. Um, what about the video of him, like, torturing the Batman wannabe, though? Again... They are criminals. They are vigilantes out there. Like, and I mean, even Batman, <laughs> even Batman st- beats them up early on in the movie. 
like, but Joker, granted, his tactics are brutal, but he is out there doing the same job Batman's doing, <laughs> just more efficiently. Like, it's, it's it's almost the Punisher Daredevil conversation. Ooh. He, it's that same thing. He's like, you, you've stopped all these guys before, but when I stop them, they stay down. Yeah. <laughs> You hit them red, they get back up. I hit them, they stay down. That's, it's, it's, that is such a good argument. It is a good argument. Oh, God. And so this this movie with Mikey makes a case for that. But that's just more of like a jokey case he makes in the beginning. He goes on to make me cry still. But like, <laughs> it was actually a pretty compelling case that he made. Okay. Um, I don't know. Just okay. an, I enjoyed it. Movies with Mikey, I highly recommend that YouTube channel. I gotcha. Go I gotcha. subscribe and stuff, because it's real good. Hey, they do one for Serenity. Oh, man, did I cry. Oh, yeah? Oh man! So, do we want to talk about the special thing, or do we want to talk about the uh, the thing that came out today? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well, before we get into the Inhumans trailer, let's talk about our giveaway. Let's talk about the special thing. So, we got from uh, from a, a company called. Or do we hold on? Sorry, Nano Metal Figs. We got a set of Nano Metal. Fi- they're yeah, they're called Nano Metal yeah. Figs from Jada Toys. Uh, we got these to kind of review, talk about, get the get the word out, get everybody excited about them because they are uh, they're basically going hand in hand with the uh, the release of Spider Man. Uh, they're going to be these are these are completely one hundred percent die cast metal figures. Uh, that are about an inch and a half, a little over an inch and a half tall, and they are painted beautifully. Um, yeah, and they're they're various Marvel heroes, is what we got to uh, to talk about. Yeah, um, it's kind of going right in hand with the uh, the Spider Man release, and they're going to be exclusively at Walmart through let's see, July first through August first. Yeah, exclusively at Walmart through those times. I, I'm assuming they might be there past that, but they're really cool. They're these little bitty figures. They almost look like. I don't know, like they're all little dudes sitting on like surfboard shaped bases. They remind me of uh, of Marvel Hero Clicks. They're yeah, about that they, same size, about the same size, but they're like die cast and a lot heavier. Yeah, lot they're heftier. they're about about the weight of about like I'd say like four or five quarters. Yeah, is about what so, they weigh. Uh, so anyway, we had this company send us uh, a set, so that was really awesome of them, uh, and we just wanted to turn around and give and give that out to people who are our patrons. So this week. Uh, first, as soon as we get to 15 patrons, we're at 10 right now, I think, on our page. As on soon Patreon. as we get to 15 patrons, we're going to give out, uh, will, I'll say 15 patrons or our next recording, whichever comes first. So if you, <laughs> if you, if we go to 20 before our next recording, we won't, we won't, we won't cut it off, but our next recording, we're going to do a randomized drawing and give this, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy set with Star-Lord Rocket, Gamora, Drax, and Groot all in little die-cast form. And the Groot in it is a little baby Groot in a pot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, anyway, this is not a paid thing. It's literally just they sent us this thing, and I would love to talk about it on the cast because I want to encourage more companies. If you would like to, <laughs> if you need to send, send us, us stuff. If you'd like to send us stuff so we can we turn will around. We will talk about it. Turn around and give it to our listeners. We'll talk about it. That's we will really, talk about it. We will get people excited. I promise. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, those so are this, at Walmart. This is a five pack. Uh, they're going to be exclusive at Walmart. There's the Guardians of the Galaxy set. There's also a set with Spider Man. Um, this the, actually the Spider Man set has Spider Man, Black Costume Spider Man, Spider Gwen, Carnage. Uh, don't think there are any others. Yeah, and then there's um, then there's a set 
and this is this is a line of the individual figures that have these but there's a set of avengers ones there's iron man there's a captain america there's a hulkbuster iron man and there's also a black widow right uh it's kind of funny we got one that's um it's it is black suit spider-man like the symbiote suit spider-man but the little label on it says black widow and yeah. i'm just like well i'm keeping this in the package just because it's silly yeah it's really funny that it's, it's wrong you know misnomers happen every now and again they get mispackaged whatever but i'm keeping this yeah that's cool <laughs> so uh yeah if, if you if you want to if you want to take part in that giveaway just go become a patreon this week a patron this week patreon.com slash mcu cast and you can do that we will pick one person at random and you will get five figures yeah yeah, a little five pack. It's pretty cool. All right, so Inhumans trailer just dropped today. Uh, today, so excited. I am. I'm really excited for the for the like for the release the show. of the show. I'm a little bit worried because there's a whole bunch of negativity about how the trailer looks. I think the trailer looks shitty. Fair. I think it. Here's the thing. ABC. <laughs> <laughs> Especially early on with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And I think some on Agent Carter. But it's more of a CW problem, I think. Like, they light their shows poorly. Okay. It's like they try to light everything. One of the best marks of, like, a good television show to me is, like, they ch- they make choices in lighting. Mm-hmm. I'm not a lighting person, but I can tell when a scene is lit interestingly. And these sh- every shot in this looks like they put light everywhere <laughs> and make it as bright as seen as possible so that the digital cameras can pick it up without being grainy. And so it looks really good. And it looks real glossy and clean, but it makes me feel like I'm watching like a... I don't know, like just a really generic TV drama, like CW shows. Hawaii Five-0 is what yeah, I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It looks like Hawaii Five-0 or like, I don't know. And, and I hate I hate to, I don't want to hate on it for sure. And I'm hoping it's good. I think the acting looks great. Okay. To talk about the positives. I think the acting looks great. I think the CGI dog looks Dude, awesome. Lockjaw looks amazing and he's so really freaking adorable yeah he is so freaking Some, adorable. somebody i think, I think we probably have in the feedback somewhere but somebody posted that uh those that's gonna be the next big toy and i think they're right i think that's gonna yeah, be yeah that's i would that's absolutely the next group. love that's the next baby group in a pot is yeah. lockjaw i want to i want a lock jaw. i want a stuffed lockjaw yeah i do too i, I just want a little plush inside like like a full-size lockjaw <laughs> this wouldn't be little i just want my bed to be lockjaw <laughs> i want to sleep on lockjaw's belly yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so so first off, Ramsey Bolton. <laughs> Maximus the Mad. Maximus the Mad is amazing in this trailer. Ramsey Bolton. Yes, he looks he looks like he's going a little bit crazy. He, he doesn't reminds quite, me a lot of Loki. Yeah, he doesn't quite look the part uh, from comics, I guess, but... You know, they had to modernize the costumes because it's it would be really goofy to have somebody in a skin tight leotard with a mask over their face and a tuning fork on their head. Like you can't put black bulls in that; it's ridiculous. But we can put him into some sort of leather suit with tails and a really neat design on it to show that like this is still black bull. He's got the yeah. symbol. So you know, you've got to update the costume a bit. But he still looks like he is the crazy brother. 
And yeah, actually, I'm, I'm looking at some <clears throat> art from the comics, and at least maybe this is a more modernized version or whatever. He looks a lot like this, though. Does he? A lot of these comics uh, actually look a lot like him. There's there's an older version where he's like in green and craziness, but a lot of these modern comics versions look a lot like the Max. Oh yeah, from, yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the very, very, very much maybe more recent Ultimates ones. Universe or something like that. No, I don't think it's Ultimates Universe. I think it's just the more like. 2005 and later kind right. of maximus yeah so that's, that's like the last decade so yeah <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty substantial well he's been around since like the 70s 60s yeah. or 70s yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know just looks good to me yeah the issue that a lot of people have is with medusa's hair not going crazy like yeah. it always does in the comics and it's it's hard to budget that it's hard to, to sure. make that look right uh, it would be also, way is too her hair CGI. part of her power? Her hair is her power. I wonder if she has to activate it. Oh, that might like, be true. Maybe there will be scenes where she activates her hair and it does crazy stuff. But there's that we just didn't see that in the trailer yet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, uh, other positives. Other positives. It's it's they are job. on the moon as it's far as i can job. tell yeah they i mean they they zoomed in on the moon maximus says, says in the beginning down. of the trailer that the humans like sooner or later the humans are going to find us up here yeah so i think they're on the moon they we, are we discussed that in the past and they weren't that we thought uh oh, yeah. based on news but they're apparently on the moon like based on other reports they were not going to be on the moon now it looks like they are going to be on the moon and atlan is going wherever it goes which and- tying into the end of season four of agents of shield that's interesting yeah yeah i don't know that they're going to tie the two together well uh they say they're not going to be that tied together yeah but- there's not going to be a crossover but- it's not a spinoff it's definitely not a spinoff, but it seems like it could easily be uh, somewhere in the realm of them having a tie-in some, at some point. Yeah, and we got a uh, we got a release date as well um, for uh, I guess the TV release of it. Oh, okay. Uh, because we know that September first, it's going to drop in IMAX theaters. And we're going to see the first two episodes in IMAX theaters. Um, that's also coincidentally the weekend that Dragon Con is, so I'm going to go watch it in an IMAX theater in Atlanta, and then we're going nice. to talk about we'll have it. To Skype it in or something. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the con. Um, there's there's talk of us having our own panel or a panel with other people in the GSTU network at Dragon Con. Yeah, so that would be a really cool time to talk about it. I think. Yeah, if any of you guys are regular Dragon Con uh, attendees, attendees, hit us hit us up and let us know. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll party. Tra- we'll party for sure. Matt likes to party. I do like to party, especially at Dragon Con. I had a lot of fun last Dude, year. It was so hard to follow you. <laughs> Everyone was chasing me. I was just drunk running through the hotel. Like I just you man, were I was running ha- into every room that had a party. Like for not even like two minutes apiece, you were like, "Oh, this one got lame," and just yeah. walk out. Oh, I had a good time. So after the September first release, uh, they're going to drop the first two episodes again. First two episodes uh, on ABC on September 29th is when they're going to start airing those. So we'll have it for almost the entire month of September, only in theaters, in IMAX theaters, and with IMAX cameras. Like, this is going to be one of those things that you need to look... Like, you need to go and see it in as big a format as possible, because they shot it with IMAX cameras. It's going to look great. Probably. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> the lighting just looks so... 
It just looks so bland. They can fix it in post. I don't know that they can. We'll, we'll see. I'm really, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful the show will be great. And even if a show, the lighting's bad, it can still be good. Just, Dude, Anson Mount as Black Bolt looks the part and like really sells me on being Black Bolt. Yeah. Except like there's there's one beef I have with him as Black Bolt, and it's not even with him. It's how they. <clears throat> the the writers design the character like black bolt in comics is a beast he is a powerhouse he cannot be stopped uh except by maybe the incredible hulk but he's super super strong and at no point in the history of ever would he ever be oomphed by a human by like a normal human cop hitting him in the face like he would not be one of those guys that gets hit and goes ugh like that yeah, and that like that oomph destroys a car. Like first, or the first thing is that would never happen. But secondly, since it did, I want to address the the display of the power looked like Daisy's quake, her her directed quaking from her right. hands, and it wouldn't be like that. That's not how sound travels. His sound is destructive; it's a destructive wave. But the sound would go oomph and would be one big wave. And would like it can still destroy just that car. I feel like it's that's directed what it that looked way. like. I feel like it looked like just one big. It, it looked like it was going out of his mouth, and I'm like, he's not like getting hit. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't see the the waves coming out like that. Yeah, it looked like it was Daisy's waves you coming know, off of his face. Not to not to uh, poop on DC, uh, but uh, talking <laughs> about powers, one of my <laughs> least favorite things about. Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. You watch that? You've seen that show? I've seen the first season. There's a guy with ice powers and a guy with heat powers. Yeah. Like one's shooting flame and one is shooting ice. Yep. Hey, but no matter what, when they hit people, the people just get concussively blasted away. Yep. No one ever gets burned. No one ever gets frozen. And I'm sure it's just like a time thing. They don't have time to do the effects on like freezing this person and then we're going to need to burn this person. And they just have everyone they hit gets thrown like 40 feet away. Yeah, except for when they needed to freeze. Yeah, exactly. Like, we need to freeze something. Bring in the freezer guy and he freezes things. Bring in Captain Cold. But... Bring in Dominic Purcell and his overacting. Yes, I actually, I, I've really, I love him. I've really enjoyed the show, but that, that is the, one of the silliest things, though. Why give them heat powers and some cold powers if all they're going to do is do concussive blasts? It's going to be concussive, and then it's going to burn or chill depending on the need. Like you need to burn uh, Vandal Savage at a particular time. Now it can melt him. Yeah. So, anyway. You need to freeze your hand off? reminded me of that when you're talking about Black Bolt having the same looking power as Quake. Yeah. But I think that, honestly, Quake vibrates things. That's what she does. All sound is is vibration. Like, there's a lot more of a case. There's a lot more of a case to be made that those are similar powers than... (laughs) But the the thing is, like, hers is a constant. Sure. It's a constant, and his would just be a one sound of an oof. Right. It, it's one. I didn't see that wave. in the trailer. I was watching. And I know the part you're talking about. I just it was so far away. I didn't see a wave come out of his mouth. But I'll have to I'll have to rewatch and watch. Okay. See. Well, I mean that's really only the beef. That's really the only beef that I have with with the character and his powers. He looks the part. He really sells me on being this this almost mute king that 
really wishes he could say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead it's of having really to do weird hand signs. It's really interesting. The, the, the power of Black Bolt versus the verboseness of Maximus. Um, like, Maximus seems to have convinced a lot of Inhumans to follow him. At least some, he has an elite force of, like, fighters following him. Yeah. Uh, and turning could, on turning on Black oh, Bolt. You could legit see the terror in his face, though, when he was like, are you going to use your voice to kill me, your only brother? And, like, he starts to open his mouth, and you could see Maximus being like, no, stop him! And then Logjaw shows up and teleports him out. Yeah. Cutest dog ever. I, lo- I love that. We got a couple of feedback things about that. Uh, Marvel Mom says, I really hope Medusa's hair gets some more life or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her hair just kind of sat there. But, you know, it's... I I want to say it's not a story about her, but it is. It's a story about the entire royal family, and she's in it. She is the queen. Right. And, and, and they, they, again, they're going to have to modernize them, and it could be that she has to use her powers for her hair to be all weird, and maybe it's just normal right now, and we'll see. Uh, Thanos says, ooh, it looks good. <laughs> Thanks, Thanos. I think it's funny that Thanos is waiting in. Um... <laughs> Space guy likes to space things. Of course he does. <laughs> it only makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and Nathaniel Muzzy says, personal opinion, but it doesn't look good to me. Excitement level is very low. Hopefully, this is doing it for someone. The costumes are bad, the monologue feels poorly acted, and the whole thing just feels entirely without tension. Also, Black Bolt gets hit by a human cop? Question mark. It's a great point about the cop. Yeah. Yeah, the cop... I think... I feel like the costumes wouldn't be bad if it were lit differently. And, like... (laughs) It's just... Sometimes you get these shows where the whole set is probably made of plastic and all the suits are made of a weird plastic. To make those look good, you need to light them dynamically. And instead, they just light everything bright white. (laughs) They're just like, spotlights on the whole thing! Let's put spotlights on all these flaws. (laughs) Uh, If if, if they were being smart, it'd be like some cool, gritty darkness to the show. And I'm not seeing that. You're on the moon! There's a chance for you to be complete pitch black. Right. It has potential to be like a Game of Thrones. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, they said they were going to go for like a Game of Thrones with Marvel stuff in space. Right. And I think that's really fun. But it doesn't seem like they're nailing that yet. So We'll see. We'll see. We don't have much longer until that series comes out. Nope. Uh, man, September 1st. That's soon. Two months. That is soon. That is two months away. Well, let's get to some other feedback things, my friend. Okay. Okay. We'll start it off with... I guess... Yeah, that's all the news. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, You guys! Venom in the MCU! Edit... <laughs> After rewatching, she just says those movies connect to Spider-Man, but never says the MCU. And Feige doesn't look happy. This might be bad news. <laughs> yeah, it we we did talk about that. We've already right. talked about it, but I just I just I loved. I probably wouldn't have included it if he hadn't come back and edited. But I just thought <laughs> it, it was funny. Venom's in the MCU or not? Or no, he's not. not. He's not. I mean, not that's at what all. it's felt like all freaking week. Is been yeah. like he's in the. Oh, he's not. But he kind of maybe could be. He could be. No, maybe. Kevin, Amy, you guys need to have a conference call to figure this <laughs> shit out right now. Well, and I think it's not even that. I think a lot of it hinges on how well this movie does. 
Yeah. If this movie blows out of the water everything that Sony's ever done. It looks like it's going to, at least on the opening weekend. Projections are putting it around a little over 100,000, 100,000, 100 million on opening weekend, which is way better than any Spider-Man movie has ever done. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem very high. It doesn't seem very high because we're used to like 150, 160, 170 million for like Marvel mainstay powerhouses. But that's what I mean. He is a Marvel mainstay powerhouse by himself. No, no, like MCU. When he's, no, that's what I mean, though. When he's not in the MCU, he's up there. He when hasn't he is, been, though. Really? Like, opening weekend on the biggest Spider-Man movies were all in the 80s, 70s, or 80s and 90s. Huh. Okay. Well, 80s and 90s, that's still pretty close to 100. I feel like this one's going to do 150. Do you? I do. I do. I, you know, I've been thinking the same thing, mostly because RDJ is in it. And, like, RDJ has proven that with Tony Stark... Like you in, in Iron Man three, that movie made over a billion dollars, and like he just he draws the money. Whenever he's in something, the money comes in. Yeah, it looks like the first Spider Man movie, uh, like <laughs> the first Spider Man movie, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire made one hundred fourteen million opening weekend. Did it? Yeah, it went on to make four hundred. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, so, 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 and, and Spider Man Three, the Tobey Maguire opened with one hundred and fifty one million. Oh, so I so, must not have done very good research. <laughs> so, oh, no, what it was is I did research like two weeks ago when I thought we were going to talk about this before, <laughs> and well, uh, got sick, and I've slept since then. <laughs> Well, I think that, uh, I think so, so I think he is the powerhouse. He's been the powerhouse by himself. And so these other characters, like the Guardians, who, you know, are nothing to anyone, and then they get put into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, get this crazy, you know, jolt of, of popularity. I think Sony is hoping for that, to get back to that $150 million well, type we, of money. We also have to worry about uh, end user fatigue. Where, like, general populace is like, oh my god, another Spider-Man movie? Like, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had where somebody has asked me, well, is this Spider-Man going to be, is it just, like, recasting of the last one where, you know, Andrew Garfield is at? And I'm like, well, no, it's not. It's technically a reboot. And they're like, god, another reboot? We just had the last one. Like, but it's not, like, it's a soft reboot. They're not going to do the origin story again. It's a hard reboot, but it's, it's, uh... Well, it's... It's a different Universe, They're not telling so. the origin story sure. again is why it's a soft reboot. They're just mm, expecting you to know I wouldn't call that, that a soft happened. Reboot. That's not what soft reboot means. That's but. what they've called it. <laughs> That's what Feige called it. Uh, not a soft reboot. Sorry, Feige. You're wrong. <laughs> Feige can call it what he wants. Soft reboot means you're like, could be in the same universe, could not be. A reboot is a reboot, and this is a reboot. It's a, it's a reboot. They're, te- they're making it a new universe with a different Spider-Man. No longer angry. Andrew Garfield stuff did not happen. He has not met uh, Ray. Not in this universe. Version of Electro or whatever. Oh God, <laughs> Jamie Let's not Fox. talk about that. Um, I couldn't remember his name. I was like uh, Ray, the guy who played Ray, <laughs> the guy who played Ray. Oh, uh, Jamie Fox. Oh yeah, Electro. Anyway, so yeah, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, so there, I've had a lot of conversations with people like, yes, it is a reboot, but it's not a reboot in the typical sense where they have 
the whole origin story told over again. Like it's it's all fresh. We've already seen him. He's been introduced in the universe. Like you watch Civil War, right? And they're like, yeah. Oh, it's that guy. I'm like yes, it's that Spider Man. Like how could you? And then I have to remember, like, these are filthy casuals that I'm talking to, yeah. and I don't know why I associate with them. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> so that's something that we have to that we have to worry about. Hopefully, though, Iron Man and as awesome as this movie is, the word of mouth um, gets around to where it just it it brings that in. I just think there's enough of us who've been waiting for this Spider-Man movie. Uh, for such a long time, for not only like th- not only to be in the MCU, which is really important to me, but also a young Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, all this stuff is important. A young, properly casted Spider-Man. Yeah. who's going to stay in high school for a little bit, but still also has team ups. Not to mention, he was in Civil War and was a huge standout, and everyone loved. Yeah, so I think there's a huge portion of people who are going to go see it for that reason there's a lot of people who will just go see any spider-man movie and then it's just the trailers look good it's going to be good i think it's going to and if it's good not talking about opening screw opening weekend it's got to have legs what we've learned from guardians is if you make a good movie it will have legs and i think if this has legs if if they've never made a spider-man movie with legs before no i take that back those first two probably had legs uh i think spider-man 2 had eight legs (laughs) but um spider-man 2 was great spider-man 2 was real good and for its time i just remember thinking that was like the best dude the the vertical fight on the side of the building yeah amazing Totally amazing. When he stops the train. Oh, yeah. So good. And the, yep. and the, the whole no, tra- the, group of train people giving his even, mask back. Not oh. even that, man. Like the, My favorite part of that was the incredible... Uh, the incredible jump from the top of the train when he sees the like he's Doc Ock tries to throw him into the bridge or whatever, and he just like torpedoes through the uh, the openings in the sidewalls of the bridge and like yeah. comes out the other side and lands. You're like what? What you thought that that was gonna get me? I was just like, ah, it's fine, Spider Man. Spider Man is one of my favorite characters to watch. Just a in, in, in the history of these the, the Spider Man movies. There's been five, and one of my favorite characters to just watch a fight scene. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping they do that right in this movie because, to be honest, I don't always care much about the fight scenes. Like, I'm not a guy who cares about fight scenes that much, especially unless it's super interesting. Right. And the MCU does a pretty good job, but Spider Man, it's just so elegant. He fights so elegantly. Yeah. And I, I want to see that. I like, though, that you can tell in the trailers that this Spider Man is not quite that elegant yet like he's yeah. he's got that reaction time but he just doesn't have the experience yet to to do all of those crazy things that we've been seeing in the other ones like, yeah i do love we the get idea to see of him young getting, spider-man i love the idea of him getting better and better at that that's really yeah cool. yeah uh let's see next up joseph scott said to us on facebook funny how in your black panther breakdown you say t'challa's mom looks like storm angela bassett was originally supposed to play storm in fox's x-men interesting that's a neat little tidbit I did not know that. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, tried to get into Legion, saw the first few episodes, but too weird for me. I had the same problem with Legion that Matt had with Iron Fist. I didn't care about the characters. I did care about Danny Rand and Iron Fist, and I thought the series was on par with the other Netflix series. Mm. Sherman Smith with the disagreeing. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad you dug Iron Fist. I really am. I yeah. I, I yeah. I had a hard time getting into uh, Legion as well, and not because I thought it was bad. I think it's great, but 
There's certain shows that it's are just so crazy. There's certain shows that are so good and so interesting, they take all of my attention. Yeah. And so I just never watch them. <laughs> like it's sad, but some shows like that aren't that good that they but they they just take a I can I can get everything that's going on by just listening to them. Bra- uh, the background noise shows. Background noise shows. I will watch three seasons in a week because they're on the on in the background. I'm like assimilating all the information I need. But Legion, man, you have to pay attention. Legion's one of those Breaking Bad kind of shows. Yes. But Breaking Bad. Honestly, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad is amazing and you do need to pay attention. But not much happens in an episode. Yeah. Legion, like tons of stuff is happening and you really have to pay attention to to really get all the little psychological clues of what's happening. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely see why Sherman Smith could fall off that one. <laughs> I love Sherman. Sherman has another another piece of feedback here and it's the best uh, idea I think we've had for this. Oh yeah. Everett Ross should deliver the line, no shit Sherlock, to Tony and Steven. Like, yes. As he, like, as he posted that, I was on the toilet, like in the bathroom, thinking exactly that. I was like, you know, it should really be Everett Ross because Martin Freeman was yeah. uh, well. I, th- I think was I think Watson. If they're going to do that, I think they need to wait till Jude Law becomes something in the MCU, <laughs> so they can just at the same time, no shit, Sherlock, like turn around to both Watsons and both Sherlocks <laughs> on the screen at the same time. That'd be real good. Oh god, who could Jude Law play? Probably there's probably a lot of great people he could play. Jude Law's talented fellow. He really is. Would he be? Would he be a villain? Do you think? I think he. W- that's my first thought. Was he'd have to be a villain? I, th- I think his his uh, demeanor would work really well for a villain. But maybe like a good antihero, like ooh, the like the is a submariner, like Namor. Namor. He's See, got he's got the look for Namor. Yeah, I think he could be a good Namor, and he has that kind of like dickishness. But he like he could be on your side or not your side. You don't really know. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd be a good Namor. He could be a good Namor. See, at first I was thinking Captain Britain because he's from there. And <laughs> yes, but so are not very all of the other actors in the MCU. Not very imaginative <laughs> at all. Um, but there has been talk of bringing Captain Britain into the MCU. Oh, that'd be fun. It would. So yeah, as as he was saying that, I was like, I was on the toilet with like, yep, that exact thought. And like, I read that. I was like, damn it. Why didn't I post that? <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Thanks, Sherman, for getting my back. Um, Dustin Small said to us on Facebook, Love the cast, guys. I've been obsessed with the MCU since my roommate drugged me hesitantly to Iron Man back in the day. Never could get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. I thought maybe some input along the way might make it more interesting, and I was right. Not that I really needed much of a boost after the first half of Season 1. Looking forward to actually being excited about the new MCU happenings with you guys instead of feeling like, God, Spider-Man might come back to the MCU. Cracks beer and fires up Civil War. <laughs> it's happening, man. It's happening right now. We're getting this thing in a week. We, in one week, we are going to see Spider-Man in the MCU in his own movie. Yeah, so so it sounds like Dustin <sighs> is... I think I could get from that that Dustin has been re, is re-listening to old episodes of the podcast. And, yeah. and we're talking about when will they get Spider-Man back? And, and, and we're, we're getting, getting it. it this week. And not only that, but from uh, from what the reviews are saying, Michael Keaton's Vulture is the best villain since Loki. That's awesome. I, I mean, I had no doubt. I had no doubt that he's going to be a killer villain. Killer villain? Yeah. He's going to kill people? 
Probably so. Probably so. Probably so. Well, Dustin, it's awesome to have you along for the <laughs> ride. Feel free to go ahead and jump up to the. Uh, well, unless you're still catching up, I guess you just. I wonder how. I wonder how close Dustin is. I wonder how long it'll be before he hears us talk about his feedback. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe I should respond on Facebook to that one. No, just to make sure. Just tell him to go ahead and be a patron on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, Patreon's hey, a thing. Hey man, Patreon's a thing, and uh, you could get this sweet Guardians of the Galaxy 5-pack. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough ads. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook about the Iron Man 2 retroactive continuity. Uh, he said, I love this retroactive continuity, and posted the link to the video. Oh uh, yeah, Iron, the Man article. To, Iron Man 2... Spider-Man appearance confirmed by Tom Holland. Uh, yeah, that's really great retroactive continuity. I, f- I feel like Tom Holland is just like, no, yeah, that's me. It's totally me. I was, yeah, that was my Spider-Man. That's that's Peter. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a little Peter. Sure. Yep. Do you want it to be? Well, then it is. Like that's how I feel. He's doing this. Yeah. He's just kind of like, sure, yeah, we'll throw it around, and like Kevin Feige is like, dude, shut up, <laughs> stop saying things. <laughs> Close your mouth. You don't get the script unless you shut up. And like he said about that, he said, like, I know who the villain is. That's it. (laughs) It's like they won't let me read it at all. Probably Thanos. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie McKellar said to us on I think this is on our blog, uh, listening to the State of the MCU movie podcast, and want to let you guys know, I read that Hemsworth said he is done with Thor, so he may die. Uh, also, I wonder if they are going Norse mythology with Hela and making her Loki's daughter and then making Loki have venom drip on his face in the movie. That would be... That would be canon with the mythology. It's also a little bit uh, hard to say if they're going to do that. Um, Does she mean the character of Venom? No, no, no. <laughs> you know? Venomverse is a thing that's happening in comics real soon. Like, everybody's getting a symbiote. Um, but no, no, like, the venom from the uh, the Midgard Serpent gets dro- dripped on his gotcha. face. Uh, Ooh, I don't that know. would be interesting. Is it, does it, like, scar his face? It's just, it burns his eyes constantly. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Okay. Uh, she goes on to say, also, when I went to see Kong in my theater, everyone went, Loki, when Hiddleston came on. Of course they did. I mean, he's he doesn't have any other characters that he can play now. No, he's only Loki. He's only Loki. <laughs> uh, let's see next up. Charles Baker said, hey guys, my name is Charles. Hi, Charles. Hey, Charles. That's um, Okay. Uh, I just found your podcast and I love it. I love you. I'm looking forward to <laughs> I'm looking forward to Spider-Man in a few weeks. Do you guys think there's any chance of a small Daredevil reference in it? That's a great question. That is a good question. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I will say there's a 4% chance of it happening. 4%. Okay. Never say never, right? I would say there's a 4% chance of it happening, but it's dumb if it doesn't happen. So I'm I'm saying there's a 96% chance this movie's dumb. (laughs) I mean, come on. Just freaking put it in a freaking newspaper in the background we're in a universe where we know heroes exist he's probably going to be in in this thing he's probably gonna be we know for a fact he watches footage of like the the big airport scene he just had they could easily have like another news report come on where it says like you know devil of hell's kitchen devil of hell's kitchen rounds up russian mobsters or whatever you know like they could so easily do that or the fact that they're not doing it is 
criminal. Or the big news thing with the Punisher. Absolutely. Or they could have like Fisk going to trial. Fisk going to jail. Fisk going to trial would be amazing because he's a Spider-Man villain. He yeah, he debuted in Spider-Man. Like I want Sp- I want oh. him to be I want that the Netflix universe that would like fix so much for me. We, we talk we talk about not having enough crossover, yeah. But just having that one, that one little name? tidbit. What's his name? Vincent D'Onofrio. Vin, thank you, Vincent. Having Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of Kingpin as a main Spider-Man villain in one of the upcoming movies would like fix a thousand wrongs for me. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Uh, Feige has specifically said that the upcoming villains of the other two Spider-Man movies are going to be villains that we've never seen before on screen. Well, that's some bullshit, Feige. I know. I mean, it doesn't have to be the main villain. It could be, like, funding the villain, which is more like Kingpin would do anyway. Yeah, yeah. He could be, like, somehow involved in the background. Yeah, what if, if, like, we have Kingpin funding Scorpion or something like that? Exactly. Like, that'd be great. It'd be wonderful. That would be so cool. But, alas. Alas. Uh, let's see, Yodi. <laughs> I just read it. Sorry, Yodi <laughs> said to us on Twitter at MCUcast. Jeff, troll on, my friend, troll on. <laughs> Hashtag troll DC. I'm not going to troll Yodi Hugh. We'll talk on an individual level. How about that? We'll yeah. we'll troll together and not hurt anybody else's feelings. Troll away, troll away. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ashley Ann Coffin, or at Ashley Ann Coffin on Twitter said, At MCU cast, this Halloween, I was already planning this hashtag female winter soldier. Yeah, we talked about uh, uh, making a winter soldier costume last week. And. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is a, this is a badass. She sent us a picture of a badass winter soldier female costume. I think this is what she's saying she aspires to make, not what she is. I don't think that's her. But I'm real bad with faces, so it could be. Well, it's also covered. Yes. That face is covered. That's tell true. me, Tell us, Ashley, is that you? And if it is, that's amazing. And if you're going to do that, that's still amazing. Yes. Either way, amazing. Send us, send us, uh, send us some shots of the uh, fully done Winter Soldier look. That sounds awesome. Uh, let's see. She also said... Yeah, we have a lot from Ashley this week. Yeah. I think we got a few from her last week, too. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks, Ashley. She recently uh, joined our, our Patreon patrons list. Yeah. She requested uh, overhead press. So, I'll have to do that here soon. <laughs> oh, wow. She's mean. Yeah. She's real mean. Nah, it's not that bad. Overhead press is not that bad. Um, uh, that's, that's my least favorite exercise. It just is. Well, it's like, it's the thing that makes me feel the weakest. Okay. Because I can do the smallest amount of weight on an overhead press of anything else. And it's like one of those that I start out with like 10 pounds in my hand. I do, <laughs> I do like 15 of them and then I do 15 more and then I try to do the third set and I'm like, oh, I can't. It's just over. <laughs> that's that's just done. Just that, that, that muscle's done with. Well, with her name being six letters long, um, that's one of my normal sets. So I'm going to do it at my normal like heavy weight that I would normally rep. Mm. Uh, it's probably going to be a 155-ish. Not me. Not me. Not me. I'm. T- I'm. Was not exaggerating. Like ten or fifteen pounds. That's about. <laughs> I can lift a lot more than that, but it's one of those that burns out after like thirty or forty reps, and my, my shoulders just gone. Yep. Just, just gone. Just iced. 
Uh, let's see. She went on to also say, Adam's UCAST, trust me, all caps. Legion is amazing, and the villain is the Shadow King. Yeah, it's confirmed, and you aren't missing out. Watch it. It's short. I will absolutely watch it. I will try to find the time. I, I should have the time now. This this next month, I'll have, I have a lot more free time. Yeah. Pretty damn excited about it, too. Cool. Maybe we'll actually get some podcasting in on the regular. Woo! <laughs> Look out! Oh, God! Like a month and a half and we get the Defenders. Oh, my goodness. Is that August? That is August 18th. Wow! So we're... Spider-Man this week. Defenders... In like six. In like six weeks. And then, uh, you know, two weeks after that, we get IMAX, IMAX verb. By, by the time we're finishing up our reviews of The Defenders, we're like practically going to be time to go to the theaters to watch the big IMAX uh, presentation. What's the release date? We talked about it earlier. What's the release date on TV? On or- TV is September 29th. 29th. Okay, so... Man, I'm going to be right into this stuff. Very exciting. <laughs> and then, you know, in November, there's going to be The Punisher and also Thor Ragnarok. Golly. I'm so excited. So many good things. <laughs> I really hope it's all good. I really oh, hope it's God. all great. I have so much theory to, to like, spew at you about about the uh, where the last Infinity Stone is, by the way. Oh, really? Well, I mean, why, why not talk about it? I mean, we're doing feedback right now. But I mean, we can. Do you want to pause feedback and talk about this? I mean, we can. Okay, so it's been it's been like theorized that it's going to be the the H. We think it's either going to be Hammer or Heimdall. We we like we're dead set on it being in uh, in Thor Ragnarok. We also talked recently about it being Black Panther, and possibly Black Panther, that ring, possibly in the ring. So one of our one of our feedback and people, we were, we were like Jay here. It says, "Oh yeah, if the ring was passed down as an heirloom, and it does have an Infinity Stone in it, does that count for H? Heirloom would be good." I was goofy and said, "Hand," uh, <laughs> like when we were when we were actually recording. And uh, he says, "Don't get me wrong." He also says, "Don't get me wrong." Heimdall and Hammer are two real choices, but. Uh, I don't see how it's a ring unless it's an H somehow. Here's what I think. What you think, man? Heimdall has the stone in Thor Ragnarok. But when Asgard falls, he gets cast out and goes somewhere. And his thought is, uh, if you if you see in the Black Panther... Uh, trailer. We we talked about the imagery of the trees and how the tree, like the uh, the life tree, is like the big is a big thing in in the African religion. Um, uh-huh. That tree could also be the world tree, Yggdrasil. Like we had talked about that looking the same, right? But that tree is commonly called the heart of Wakanda. H. So, Ooh. what if? When Heimdall gets cast out, he thinks, I need to store this stone somewhere safe, away from where these bad people are going to be, so I'll put it there, in the big tree, in the heart of Wakanda. So you're you're thinking, what if... And I mean, to to be honest, this reminds me a lot of the very first... And it would be so poetic and fun. The very first scene 
of Captain America's first Avenger, our very first experience with uh, uh, an Infinity Stone, is them going to the the what is it the Tree of Life or whatever? Yeah, they went to the the place in Norway, right? And he went to Yggdrasil, and then Yggdrasil opened up a little panel and pulled out right. the Tesseract. It'd be amazing if that happens again. Like, that's almost it. What if the other one... I mean, may, maybe... Yeah, maybe a Heimdall. Maybe. But I like the idea of it being heart of the... Heart of what? The heart of Wakanda. The heart of Wakanda, sorry. Uh, I, I like the idea of it being heart of Wakanda. And I love the idea that maybe... Like, who, maybe Black Panther finds it in his movie. And he's trying to, to keep it safe. Because Black Panther was in the Illuminati in the comics and right. had one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love the idea of it being Heart of Wakanda. Uh, mostly because if they open up another Idrisil-looking tree root and pull out the final Infinity Stone, that would just be really yeah, satisfying. Like, what if in Infinity War... Like, what if Black Panther doesn't even know? What if he, yeah. he doesn't even know that it's there? And then uh, in Infinity War, whoever, Black Dwarf... Whatever, whoever shows up, somebody shows up in Wakanda and then like beats everybody down and then pulls the tree out of the ground, basically uprooting their way of life and then takes the stone out of the tree. And they're like, we didn't even know that was there. Yeah. Oh, man. It could be could be cool. I like it. So Ashley Ann Coffin on Twitter at MCU cast uh, movie with a better second half winter soldier. Still my favorite MCU movie. That causeway scene, hard eyes emoji. The causeway scene's amazing, but I mean that, that you know, that the, the whole thing we were talking about last week with a movie that has a stronger ending than beginning, but that one has such a strong beginning. That yeah. boat sequence at the beginning. I mean, I realize it ha- again, like, all movies climax toward the end. They all they all get more exciting. But like, I'm I, at least for me when I'm looking at this, I'm looking like what's kind of bad at the beginning, and then it gets really good at the end. Yeah, and that movie is so strong the entire way through. It is. It is. Like it, so, it's firing on all her. cylinders the entire time. I definitely agree with her that the end of that movie is super exciting. But I also really like the beginning, so it's hard for me to say it's a bad. It's like bad for the first part. Yeah, well, it's also, like, it doesn't fall prey to that second movie, or the sequelitis, or the, the sequel um, trope, where it right. just, like, gets really boring because you're having the same character do the same thing. It's not, because the first movie was him in 1945, and this movie is him acclimating to current times. So yeah, it's, it's like... Fish out of water. And honestly, they're both kind of fish out of water stories, just in completely different situations. It's like young boy from Queens. It's weakling, but wants to do good. Brooklyn. Sudden, He's from Brooklyn. Right, right, right. Sorry, Spider Man's from Queens, right? Yes. <laughs> um, then they. We almost started a war. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Whoops. Sorry about that. It's okay. Um, I think she has a great point on this next one, though. Uh, Ashley also said, sorry for all the tweets, LOL. <laughs> never, never feel sorry. Never it's feel okay. sorry. We tweeted like, us all day. We like to tweet. It gives us fuel to talk about. I mean, honestly, we could not do this show every week. Like, okay, maybe we could. Oh, I could talk we, about this kind of show We could talk about day. MCU for, for hours and hours, but every week you guys send us great stuff to talk about, so we, we love it. Yeah, um, it, it helps to fuel the conversation engine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, better third act, BVS. When Wonder Woman shows up, best 15, 15 minutes of the film. Uh, you know, uh, the third act is longer than 15 minutes, uh, <laughs> but I don't disagree with you. 
Yeah, I, Wonder I, Woman is the best. Is the shining light. She is. She is the shining light. Uh, right now, she's the shining light of the entire DCEU. You know. Yeah. She's the. She's the like. She's the chance that that whole thing has. I, I think. don't want to say that Wonder Woman has legs because that's kind of like sounds a little sexist. Sounds a little, a little. But it, it not not <laughs> necessarily sexist. But it does sound like I'm objectifying her. Um, but the movie does have legs. It's it's actually uh, it's set to pass BVS soon, as far as sales. Yeah, which is um, I don't want to be the the dick and be like, well, that's not hard. It didn't make it's like no, that's it's just doing that good. Yeah, no, it's doing great. It is, yeah. We we could say lots of things about that. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> Ashley also said. Uh, and I think Star Lord should say no shit, Sherlock. Uh, I think that he definitely has the right comic timing for it. Yeah, he's my got only the, problem he's with got the it, delivery. My only problem with that is a continuity issue. Yeah, I'm not sure the phrase "no shit, Sherlock" existed before he was taken into space. <laughs> I'd need to like look up the etymology of "no shit, Sherlock." And find out. Yeah, somebody research that for us. Well, we're like, way who too was lazy the first that. to say "no shit, Sherlock"? And would it, I mean it, it could be perfect. Could be like the kid from the eighties. Was he? Was it eighties when he was picked up? Eighty six. Maybe a kid from the eighties. Like that might be just right. But it seemed maybe like that came. That phrase came from the nineties. I just don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So if anybody knows where the phrase "no shit, Sherlock" came from, uh, let us know. If you. Uh, it, it may be really easy to Google. I don't know. I should have done that. Oh, dude, no. It's it's very difficult to, to Google. Oh, here we go. Here's somebody asking on Quora, uh, what is the origin of the sentence, no shit, Sherlock? All right. What, is, what does Quora have to say? Let's see. Uh, one of the earlier uses of the term is from the original ending of the 1986 film Little Shop of Horrors. That's awesome. This is so good. That's great. Okay, you're right, Ashley. Uh, it should absolutely be Star-Lord. <laughs> because he disappeared in 1986, right as one of my favorite movies was being made. Yep. I want that to be in the MCU. Um, what? Do you like that movie? Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's the best. But, like, what are you talking about? Like, put it in the MCU. I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, that, just, it's just my fa- It's just literally is one of my favorite movies of all time. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Why does my brain have to do this? Okay, so Little Shop of Horrors got released December 19th, 1986. Okay. December? December. Oh, no. There would have been snow on the ground in Missouri. Mmm. Are we, are, we, are we sure about that, though? I've been to Missouri in December. <laughs> All right. A lot. Well, you, you may be, was it, was it, are we sure it was December, uh, Missouri he was picked up from? All that stuff? I mean, that's where, that's where the story was centered at the very beginning of, Ga- of Guardians 2. It's where, yeah. his, it's where his family was from. So there's no reason to assume that he wouldn't still be there. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. It's a uh, hey. It's possible. It, it's still possible. There could have not been snow on the ground. You know, it and doesn't it's, stay it's there the possible. entire time. It's also possible that's not where this phrase originated. It's just one of the earliest uses. Yeah. So it's it's plausible that he could still be it's, saying that. It's plausible. Uh, I yeah. It's good stuff. Why did why did we look this up so hard? Uh, be, because I it we, makes great conversation. The continuity. 
<laughs> like it I'm demands a, it. The continuity demands we find out if it's possible before we before we write it into our Avenger script. Um, <laughs> you know that one that we've been working on for yeah, so long. The one that Feige commissioned us to write. Yeah, yeah. That one. When when are you going to tell me about that one? By the way, we'll talk about this off cast. All right, so Crate Dragon Film said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast, have you guys heard this yet? I can't help but feel that this would really hurt the MCU. He's talking about Venom being part of the MCU. Oh, yeah. And I just thought that was an interesting take that it would hurt. Uh, and he said, hashtag in, in Kevin Feige we trust. <laughs> um, yeah, that comes from Crate Dragon Films. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think it would probably hurt more than it would help the MCU if they tried to make it part of the MCU or even made it part of the Spider-Man universe because Spider-Man can't be part of the MCU and be part of another universe without some, without some dual universe Elseworld shenanigans. Spider-Verse. Yeah, which is fine. If they want to do an Elseworld, that's fine, too. They can. Spider-Verse um, was crazy. I also think they could do the thing I said earlier, have it set 20 years in the future, and just have a different Spider-Man with like a, an, an older Spider-Man doing his thing. He's got a lot more experience dealing with the symbiote, all that stuff. And that leaves our characters still be able to go through anything he wants to without being completely... It's like, this could be a possible future for our Spider-Man, we just don't know. Yeah, but the uh, the reported villain of that movie, of the Venom movie, is supposed to be Carnage. Yeah, that's weird. It's another symbiote. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It is. We're not ready for that many symbiotes. Chill out. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, uh, Abhijit Dangat said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, Hi! Hello. Hey. Is there a definite list of Oscar-winning actors and actresses who are part of Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oscar-nominated actors in the MCU. There are 88 nominations and 19 wins. Jesus. Alfre Woodard, Angela Bassett, Anthony Hopkins, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benicio Del Toro, Ben Kingsley, Bradley Cooper, Brie Larson, Kate Blanchett... Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Don Cheadle, Edward James Olmos, Edward Norton, Forrest Whitaker, Glenn Close, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jeff Bridges, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Jeremy Renner, John C. Riley, Josh Brolin, Lapita Nyongo, Maharisha Ali, Mahershala. Mahershala Ali, sorry. Guy's <laughs> doing so well. Uh, just start using their MCU. Marissa names. Tomei. Aunt May. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Bruce Banner. M- Michael Douglas. Hank Pym. Michael Keaton. The Vulture. Mickey Rourke. Whiplash. Whiplash. Uh, Natalie Portman. Jane Foster. Rachel McAdams. Uh, the Night Nurse. Damn it. What was her character name? I don't remember. She was the love interest in Doctor Strange. Oh. Robert Downey Jr., Claire. of course. No, not Claire. Nope, not Claire. Robert Redford. Uh, Ruth Naga. Samuel L. Jackson. Sharon Stone. Sigourney Weaver. Stanley Tucci. Sylvester Stallone. Hell yeah. Terrence Howard. Tilda Swinton. Tim Roth. Tommy Lee Jones. William Hurt. That's a lot of people. And in total, those 43 people have 88 nominations and 19 wins. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. And what, what, what amazed me is I was reading that. Uh, what's really cool, and I just think this is so neat, 
yes, a lot of those actors are older and they've like had their Oscars, but there were at least two in there that I can think of, if not, and I'm and I'm and I'm sure there's probably more uh, that were actually a part of the MCU before they won their Oscar or were nominated or were nominated or they were nominated uh, for their role in the MCU. Right, right. Ruth Naga. Ruth Naga, uh, she was she was on Agents of Shield before she. Uh, I can't remember if she won or was just nominated for the Oscar. So that's amazing. Um, same thing with Marishala Ali. Marishala Ali. Marishala Ali. Cottonmouth. Yeah, no, I know who I know who he is. When you said Cottonmouth at first, I thought you were saying that I had Cottonmouth for trying to say his name wrong. Uh, I was like, that's a mean <laughs> thing to say. And then I realized. Um, but yeah, so he's he's won an Oscar. Uh, all these amazing people have won Oscars. But uh, it, what's really neat is that they've got at least a few young ones who won Oscars after they joined the MCU. Yeah. Which is just cool because they're trying out young talent. And they're picking great young talent as well as just like throwing in great talent that's time-tested. And I just think that's awesome. I mean, Marvel knows what they're doing, you know? They do. They can cast. They can cast. Hashtag in Kevin Feige we trust. So, we just gave you a comprehensive list there. You're welcome. <laughs> Oscar-nominated and winning actors. But uh, it's on IMDb, though. I just found that on IMDb. So, yep. I'll yep. try to put a link in our uh, in our show notes this week. Uh, looks like Randy said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, uh, this could be the best year for comic book movies yet. I can't argue. I cannot argue either. I think, I think that was in response to the trailer or the um, reviews for Spider-Man being so great. Well, I mean, Guardians Two was great. Wonder Woman was great. Logan came out this year. Logan was great. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's three really solid outings in our first three of the year. I think that's our first three. I think so. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Uh, Wobblyboots85 said to us on Twitter, Adam Cucast, I'm hoping when I get in my work truck at 1 a.m. that by at least 6 a.m. there's a new episode, fellas. Lots to discuss. There really is, and we have been discussing it for this last hour and a half now. Here you go. You're welcome. Uh, and I, it'll, it should be up by 6 a.m. when you're in your truck, because he did post that today. So Cool, cool. Um, let's see, was this one... Let me say email. Okay. Uh, Ashley Coffin said to us in an email, she, she's just getting us in every medium. Uh, she said, I feel like the movie was a bit too long, but that comes from the beginning of the oh, second this is act. Wonder Woman. Sorry. It's in response to Wonder Woman. Sorry. I feel like the movie was a bit too long, but that comes from the beginning of the second act. Diana figuring out that people are not all good, that man is their own destructor, Ares are not, having pain bring her full powers out, and then that last fight scene was filmed so beautifully when she takes flight. I loved it. Don't know how much of that you can talk about. Ha ha. <laughs> a know. bit late for spoiler warnings <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of that was really too spoilery By the way, spoiler alert for everything I just said <laughs> yeah, uh, I, yeah, I I can see I can see your point on that I just felt And she thought, she's saying the final sequence is filmed beautifully And it was But it, to me it just didn't have much character, I guess Oomph I just didn't. Nope. I said I meant character. Uh, I like to say oomph, though. I've said it like three times this whole episode. <laughs> All right. So Frederick Henningsen or Henningsen, sorry, said to us on uh, on email. Hey guys, long time listener here. Uh, I really want to add like long time listener, first time writer. 
but he didn't say that. So, uh, <laughs> didn't want to send an email until I was all caught up, and now I am, so here we go. I really enjoy your thoughts on anything MCU related, and I especially like how you almost always have something positive to say. I know it was hard for Iron Fist, but you tried, and that's what matters. Also, never apologize for when you screw up. That's part of your charm. And I know I'm a little late, but that Black Panther trailer was so damn amazing. Can I swear? I think it's my favorite MCU trailer so far. Just a tiny bit ahead of Thor Ragnarok. Keep on doing what you do, you guys do, and don't ever change. Hey, thanks, Frederick. Uh, yeah, I am super excited about Black Panther 2. <laughs> That's my top... Uh, it's, it's crazy that it's I'm as excited as I am for so many other things that have so much more history and weight in my mind. But then there's Black Panther. I'm almost more excited for Black Panther than I am for Spider-Man. And that's like this week. The the hype train for Black Panther is going to like blow up my brain by the time we get there. It really is. Oh, man. I'm ready. I'm so ready. (laughs) Thanks for writing in, Frederick. I'm ready for all these movies to happen like right now. Okay. Uh, Joey Kazina said to us on on email, Hey guys, love the show. So believe it or not, the final episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4 has just aired on the 19th of June. Yes, we are that far behind on the times in Australia. (laughs) FML. Anyway, just wanted to say I loved, loved this season, especially the second half of the season. Oh, should I change the accent because he's Australian? No, no, you shouldn't. Okay. Every episode felt like you couldn't miss because you might miss something big. Oh, no. I hope that that maybe the second half of the next season will just build to Infinity War. Thanks for your constant great work. Regards, Joey Kazina. P.S. Sometimes I got crazy with my fandom on Twitter. Apologies to you both. Um, You know what? It's okay. I love you. it's, it's, It's great, Joey. Thank you. And I'm sorry he used an accent, although it was understated. I liked it. It was a good accent. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You didn't put go over the, top. the top. You didn't go over the top. You didn't like make fun of Australia. You just had like a nice little Australian in the back of there. I like that. Yeah, just a little Melbourne, you know. And I can't help but mention Joey that your name is the same for a baby kangaroo. And <laughs> <laughs> get out. Um, You're the one that did this. I know, I know. You, you took it to the bad place. You did so good. And then I I couldn't help but connect him with kangaroos. God. Um, no, I'm just teasing, man. No. <laughs> now, I used to play World of Warcraft with a lot of Australian people because I was one of those night owls. Yeah. So I played with a lot of Australian people. So I, I picked up on how they speak, like their accent and, and their mannerisms. So like... When uh, when I speak with an Australian person, I'm like, oh, this just takes me on back to those wow days. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, th- thank you very much, Joey, for real. Uh, I am excited that you're uh, you're caught up with us from season four of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I am so pumped that they're in space. Just so, so pumped. Right. I can't even, like, I can't express how much that means going forward, like, they're in space, man. They're in space. We get sword. It's agents of sword. Uh, it's, it has so, to be so good. So excited. And okay. as, as far as your apologies, Joey, she'll be right, mate. <laughs> I couldn't understand that. Yeah. Well, the whole phrase is she'll be right, mate. Give me thongs and I'll be off, nigga. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I feel like there might have been. Insensitive words in there. We're going to move on. No, there's uh, not. I'm just teasing. I don't know. I just can't understand. Uh, th- th- we got a voicemail. Okay. Oh, uh, yes. I'm ready for this. My body's ready. Anakin J.K. Gadsby 
wrote in again, or sent us a voicemail last week. Last week, he wrote he, in with his voice. Last week, he sent in two voicemails, and neither of them I could not understand what he was saying. And the funny thing was, Anakin J.K. Gadsby is, I think, his name on Twitter, and he had sent us other things, and we said his name right, but I could not understand it. And it was during the editing process I finally understood. I kept saying, I think his name's Andy? <laughs> I think it's I think it's and 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 this this Google voice to text didn't help at all. But uh yeah, so here is uh Anakin JK Gatsby. Sorry I got your name wrong last week. Uh here is his voicemail. Right, don't apologize week. for when we screw up, remember? Oh right, right, right. It's part of our charm. Hey, how you guys uh doing? This is um Anakin JK Gatsby. Uh I'm sorry about the last time I left a voice message. Apparently you guys can hear me all that well. And I think it was Matt who said that my name was Andy because of the uh, the bad reception, but this is Anakin, J.K. Gatsby. And um, I had two questions. Hopefully this doesn't take long. But I, uh, my first question was, it's not really a question now because we now know who he is, because I'm not sure if you guys saw on IMDb, but Donald Glover has now been uh, name-dropped as the Prowler in the Spider-Man Homecoming. But I had a theory I, want, I wanted to get to you guys beforehand and ask you how cool will it be would it be if he turned out to be Miles Morales from the future? Now, I'm not quite sure how that would work in the continuity of the film, but because they kept his identity secret for so long until now, I thought it would have been awesome if he had been just Miles Morales from the future and they were going to just, you know, try to do something different with the university and how they put characters from Miles' um, universe and put it in Peter's universe. So I thought that would have been, you know, kind of awesome. So I wanted to get your, um, your thoughts on that theory, even though it's pretty much debunked. And I had another question. Um, do you think, do you guys think that the MCU and maybe even the DCEU would have been a better franchise uh, or cinematic universe had everything, all the movies been, been Netflix TV shows from the get-go? So if you had Iron Man and, and, and um, everything else, all the Avengers, as Netflix TV shows from the beginning, that way you would have had time to get to know everybody. That way you would have had time to get to know everything and see everyone's perspective. Because the Netflix shows are, even though they're not as big as the movies, they pretty much get more done as far as like telling you who's who. So by the time you're at the end of the show, you have sympathy for every single character. So I'm wondering now, uh, you know, it, uh, not eight years ago, back in 2008, do you think it would have been better had it started off um, with Iron Man as a Netflix show as opposed to a film? So I wanted to get your, thought, your thoughts on that. Again, I'm sorry for the long, for the long uh, voicemail. Had a, had a couple of questions. So um, thank you guys very much. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks, Anakin. Again, sorry I got your name wrong last week. Uh, I was could not, could, could not hear, and I, yeah, Google sometimes. Messes me up with that voice to text. So, first things first. What do you think of a Miles Morales from the future? Time traveling Miles Morales? Yeah. I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't know. I, I love the idea. Because you love time travel. Because I love time travel, and I think it would be just interesting, like, weird thing to do. Uh, I don't think they're doing it. Like you said, it's pretty much debunked at this point. I love the idea, though. Um, also, I think that... Um, Going forward from here, starting in Infinity War, we're about to see. I think there's. I think Infinity War is going to feature time travel. I think it's going to. It's very possible it will. It will feature really strange powers because of Doctor Strange. Yes, 
Exactly. <laughs> Not uh, only that, but we've also we've already we've already had a little bit of time manipulation in Doctor Strange. Yeah, and him entering the world of all these other heroes. Probably not uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, but I could see two or three movies from now. It's going to be in Thor Ragnarok too. Yes, my point is Sorry. once once these powers of time travel, the possibility of time travel is, is is like injected into the MCU, and the characters have already encountered it. It won't be a weird thing to have something like this happen. Uh, I don't think it would happen now because I don't think that. Uh, we would get it. I think we'd be like a little like, oh, what? Why is Miles Morales time traveling? Miles Morales is just too soon. We still have to establish our characters. Right. Uh, we're establishing new characters, but once once our characters have experienced time travel, I could absolutely see three movies from now, like some of things like that happening. Like uh, suddenly we find out someone's from the future that's not like in a, in, in a in a down to earth movie like Spider Man that's not about time travel, you know, yeah. because it's just been introduced into the canon and i think that's really exciting that that's a possibility oh man uh what if, what if it is and the part that we see him in uh, in the trailers is like not just him saying you know you got to do better at this part of the job what if it's not just him saying that what if he's mentoring peter at that point oh yeah like what if he's teaching peter be awesome. so that peter can teach him later yeah it'd be great what what if we find out what if this this character has a few key moments with Peter and puts him on the right path? Yeah. And then we find out in the third movie he's actually a time traveling Miles Morales. <laughs> like we maybe we don't even find out this movie. He just like drops in in the movies, kind of changes the direction of young Peter Parker a little bit, helps him out here and there, gives him the right words when he needs them. And then, like, in number three, we find out he's been Miles Morales all along. He's Miles the whole time. That would be be some, that'd be some uh, Kaiser Sose stuff right there. Right. <laughs> um, Who's Kaiser Sose? I don't know, mm. man. I don't know. Nobody. Um, uh, so, as far as your, the, the second question that you have about everything being, or would everything, would would everything have, have been, been better, better as a Netflix series? I, I don't know. I can't say with certainty because if it were to be a Netflix series, it wouldn't have had the same budget. Iron Man wouldn't have. Sure. And it wouldn't have gone off with the same pop. The, the great thing about Iron Man was that it packed so much punch into that movie time frame. And right. it really, it really kicked it off. If it, if they had taken their time uh, to do, you know, a thirteen episode arc for Iron Man for I a think series, that could probably be boring. It would probably be boring. It would not it's have drawn much. the same crowd. And and I think depending on what character you're making, uh, it really depends on whether it works better in which medium. And and on top of that, like, not to discount some of our Netflix. Some of our Netflix actors are wonderful. Yeah. But some are not. Yeah. Some are just okay. But if you look at those Iron Man movies, every character who is... who is, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. himself... Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's great in those movies. Happy Hogan's great in those movies. Uh, John Favreau. And John Favreau. Um, the villain from the first movie. I'm trying to remember... Who played the villain in the first Iron Man? That would have been Jeff Bridges. Right. Jeff Bridges. We just saw him on a list of nominees. Um, yeah. 
he's amazing. And, and you just don't, when you do these Netflix shows, you have more time. And that is the that is the great thing about them. You've got more time. The problem is you get less budget, so your people are often not as, not as good, not as seasoned actors. Well, not only that, but Iron Man kind of demands a lot of CGI Absolutely. in the budget. Absolutely. A lot of the stuff you did in Iron Man would look would have ended up looking super cartoony yeah. in, a, in a Netflix series. Like, they would not have been able to have that awesome scene of him, like, launching the missile at the tank and then it blowing up and him walking away from it. It yeah. wouldn't have looked that good. No. And even today, that probably doesn't look as great because it's 2008 CD- no, CGI. No, it looks great. And it still looks pretty good. It looks good. so good. Uh, but it still it looks like CGI now. Back then, our minds were blown. Like, we were just... This, it just My looked, mind was blown like that tank. It looks, gr- it looks so gritty and real. And uh, y- you don't get that. And, and a lot of times, you know, like things like Iron Fist, Jessica Jones... Sometimes you watch these shows and you're like, that fight sequence didn't have a lot of, you know, oomph. Not a lot of oomph. Not much went. Not much thought went into that. But when you've got two years to make a movie, every frame of that movie is thought out and they put effort into. When you've got one year to make thirteen episodes of, or like six months to make thirteen episodes of a series, thirteen hours of time. Yeah, it's just like. You just have to go. You You're just have to go, go, go. They're different. They're different mediums. I don't know that they would have been better. They would have been more developed. Like Tony Stark would have oh, been yeah. a more developed character. The characters would have been more developed. But we've got enough time with Tony Stark to know. Like I think that's all. You Robert need. Downey Jr. is such a good actor, and exactly. the writing was so great on those first few films that like he doesn't need that much time to develop as a character. We just know who he is because he's there. That's why I would love to I would love to see them have a little crossover because they've got some great actors. Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio and um, oh gosh, the guy who plays Daredevil. Charlie Cox. Thank you. Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox are ace level. Like, yeah. I don't think they are they are not missing a beat from the guys in the Avengers movies at all. I think yep. you could take those portrayals. You could do a Daredevil feature film where he's just already Daredevil. You know, like the, the, the ben, ben Affleck Daredevil from years ago. Mm-hmm. They didn't do much with his origin. Right. They just jumped him into he's already Daredevil, right? Well, they, they flashbacked his sure. origin. Sure, sure, sure. They, fl- they flashback montaged his origin. Exactly. That's my point. They just made him already Daredevil in this movie. He, they, they, they gave you enough information to catch you up, but then you just had to watch him fight the Kingpin. Like that was flail. They could do that same thing. <laughs> let's say, let's say if they get five or six seasons on Netflix, and then they make a movie, and they really put the budget in it, and like the same actors with that same weight behind it, that same like, that same like years of knowledge of those characters have been growing and like then you see them actually go at it on like a full budget way that yeah. would be amazing oh. they could do that with Netflix too they could really do that and yeah they could do just a Netflix film yeah they could like Netflix or original or film they could even do it as a Marvel film and release it you know yeah. in theaters I, I would love to see them do some of that stuff and crossover because you've got two different you're, you're, you've got two different resources with with a movie you have budget, yep, and you have prestige, which gets the better actors. With a TV show, you have time to develop these characters. Yeah, you have time to develop the characters, but not the script. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. You have more, 
<laughs> the characters are practically on screen as long as they spent writing it. <laughs> right. Like, some sometimes, man. Yeah. Um, so some if somehow they could combine these things where they are getting, you know. They're building these characters for years on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., on Daredevil, on Jessica Jones, on Defenders. And then if you could bring them over and give them the budgets they deserve in some some fluid way where they could still make it accessible for everyone else. So they're not, you know, writing off a bunch of people. That's but, hard to do, though. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. It's, it's hard. Like, the, the universe that they've built if they were going to do that, they would have to just effectively just say, okay, we don't care about new viewers on this kind of thing. That's, you know, you just have to have known everything about everything that we do. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what they did with civil war to an extent that movie still stands alone pretty, pretty well, but you still need to have seen all the captain America movies to really understand who the winter soldier is and why. Sure. Et cetera. So, like they would basically just say, you know what? Hang the origin or hang new new people coming in. We're just going to go on the legs that we have. Uh, the fanboys will follow, and th- we would we would follow. We would watch the shit out of it. I would watch the shit out of it. I know uh, I know that you would. I know that pretty For much sure. everybody listening would watch the shit out of it. But <clears throat> there's also the whole like we have to get new people in and get all that extra money. So. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a difficult game to play. Yeah. Plus, uh, you know, Marvel Television and Marvel Studios are separate entities right now. They still work together ish. It seems like. Yeah. But they're less connected than they could have been. The I way guess. They, it's just we keep saying this. That it's it's hard to make it work. But like the way they brought Spider Man into. Civil War. They gave him a little five-minute scene to show Tony picking him up and saying, Hey, buddy, we need your help. I've been watching you. I'm Tony Stark. I'm basically the god of this universe, and I've been paying attention, and you're getting called up to the majors, you know? But They could easily do that same scene with Daredevil. It's Spider-Man, though. Sure. Everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Everybody knows who Daredevil is. Not everybody knows who Luke Cage is. True. I didn't didn't say Luke Cage, did I? Um, You're specifically no saying one, Daredevil. No one knows who... Um, oh, gosh. Ghost Rider would be amazing. In Hawk. Film. Captain America's... Falcon. Buddy. Falcon. I want to say Hawk something. Sorry, I'm so bad tonight with names. Uh, Falcon. Nobody knew that character. And he, he shows up as like just a guy running. And then it's like... On your left. By the way... I have a super suit. Like that's literally what they do. And suddenly he's just part of the universe. They could do, they, they introduced, they spent less than five minutes building his character before he was in a Falcon suit flying around with Captain America. (laughs) And that's all I'm saying. Like they could do something very similar with daredevil or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, someone who nobody knows and just throw them and throw them into the major leagues and, and not have it be a big conflict. Maybe. I think they could. They just don't want to because they don't want to worry about problems. And I get it. I, I totally get it. They don't want to handcuff their creative teams. 
Yeah, you you don't want to say like, well, this happens in this time frame, and this person has to be available for this. As so, yeah. far as the story goes, like by the end of your season three of Daredevil, your Daredevil has to be in this place with this suit and this blah blah blah. <laughs> right. and, you know, he has to have this black suit. He's got to be on the moon. And like, why? No, no, he <laughs> we doesn't. have to end our season with him on the moon. How do we get there? <laughs> No, that sounds like a really bad idea. <laughs> That's so, not going to work. In short, I do not think that everything is better as a Netflix series. I do. Oh, yeah. That's what we were talking about. <laughs> I do kind of feel that way. I think that the things, the, the ones that work better as a Netflix series are the ones that are more character driven that have less crazy powers. Like Thor would not work in a Netflix series. Iron Man does not work in a Netflix series. Hawkeye and Black Widow would be incredible as a Netflix series. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. I think anyone with like a little bit more complex motivations yes. work better in a Netflix series because you have more to explore. Um, whereas Iron Man is just like billionaire philanthropist turns hero, sort of egotistical hero that's sort of out for his own like ego, but sort of out to save the world. That's it. He's he, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, Thor is God of Thunder. Although you could absolutely do a good Netflix series like on Asgard with like the warrior his, his oh warriors god the Warriors three like that what they're doing just do a and, Warriors three series yeah and have like have him like, Lady Sif and the Warriors three yeah and have him led by Jamie Alexander have Thor come in a couple episodes or whatever yeah when just kind of like, show up back from Earth for whatever reason they're just they're drinking in the halls they're like hey what did you guys do this week oh well, you know I just did this thing on Earth. Yeah, Ultron, whatever. <laughs> uh, so, so I think there's there's just a lot to explore. Uh, but things like I don't think you could have done a better job of introducing me to the Guardians of the Galaxy than with Guardians of the Galaxy One. A Netflix series could not have done that better. Yeah, well, a Netflix series would have taken an episode per character, and then like yeah. you forget about who Star Lord is by episode six when they bring everybody together, right. and it's like God, I don't it's, care that much. It's anymore. a masterpiece of how to introduce characters and make me care about them, and give them all motivations and tell an arc of every character by the end of the first film. And it's two hours of wonderful storytelling, and I don't think there's a way to do that better. So I don't think that the there's not a right answer. It just depends on what the character is and what story they're trying to tell. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's about it for us tonight, guys. Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. Uh, we got a little promotion going on with our Patreon this week. As we mentioned earlier, um, we got this set of five die-cast figures from Guardians of the Galaxy, just all your Guardians of the Galaxy from Nano Metal Figs. Uh, it's a Walmart exclusive that was sent to us early, which was really cool. Uh, we appreciate the the shout out there. Uh, but check them out uh, if you want. If you want to get put into the uh, running for that, become a new Patreon subscriber, and we will randomly select one of our Patreon subscribers next week to receive uh, this little five five uh, figure package. So yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Patreon.com slash MCUcast if you want to do that. Uh, we'll be with you next week with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's happening Psst. next week. Yeah. God, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Until next time, true believers.